Hello and welcome to Isme and Conversation, a podcast all about advice for leaders of independent businesses. My name is Ed and I'll be asking our guests for the best pieces of advice they've ever received, as well as the worst. They'll also be sharing practical and implementable tips and advice for business leaders. On this episode, we have Peter Phillips of CMI, the business IT experts. We're going to be talking about the future of work from a technology and IT perspective, about making the right decisions when it comes to technology, cybersecurity and digital transformation. And of course, as I mentioned, excellent and terrible advice. So uh, welcome, Peter Phillips. Please tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, hi, Ed. Thanks for, for having me. Um, my name is Peter Phillips. Uh, I work on the CMI consultancy team. CMI are a managed IT services provider. We work with businesses and organizations throughout the UK and as far afield as the US and Europe. We are essentially their IT partners, providing consultancy for strategy and development of their IT roadmaps, deal with the day-to-day IT support, and work with the best of breed vendors for delivering IT solutions that have a real positive impact on their businesses. Okay, so um, post-pandemic, in our more virtual and remote working world, has the requirement for your services gone up? Yes, indeed it has, Ed. And the need for the newer services that we're delivering as a result of the pandemic has increased significantly. More and more businesses, having embraced remote and mobile working, have had to change the way in which they support their staff and their clients' IT. And with that, more and more businesses are outsourcing their IT services to businesses like us who have managed service desks in various regions who can provide the required support for keeping their businesses online and up and running. So how do CMI go about finding clients and, and, and building your business? There are a number of avenues that that we pursue when it comes to lead generation, one of which has always been very successful, and and that is leveraging our existing partner or or client network for referrals. We also pursue a number of marketing activities online and social media. And more recently, with the launch of Ismi & Co's new business community network, We're really excited to be on a platform where like-minded business owners can come together and share thoughts, ideas, and resources for more collaborative working. So we we find that a multifaceted approach is key to ensure a a steady stream of, of leads. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Now, why technology consultancy? What brought you into this sort of sphere? Well, my journey started shortly after school. It was uh, late 90s in South Africa. Tech industry was just really looking to take off. I had completed school and it was a new industry that everyone wanted to, to be a part of and get involved in. So I started off with a degree in uh, engineering, IT engineering. I thought I'd get involved on the technical side to get a better understanding of that. So branched off into fixing computers, but very soon came to the realization that I was probably better off consulting and and selling technology. That's how it started. 
I was in my early 20s when the wider world started calling. I had family over here in the UK and decided to uh, come and have a look at what life was like on this side of the pond, so to speak, and um, started my career here in the UK. The role has definitely changed over the last sort of 15 or so years. I think it's because our role as IT professionals has changed. You know, gone are the days where we were seen more as the break fix guys who you'd call to get things back up and running. We're now seen more as sort of trusted advisors or partners to the business because IT and technology is, is, is the facilitator really these days for giving the business the tools it needs to deliver ultimately on its business plan. So it has changed massively and the role in which we fulfill that has changed, which is exciting and keeps the job interesting. Um, quick question. Has the change from software being like a, a one-off purchase to now being a cloud-based subscription model, has that changed your role as IT consultants and IT professionals in general? Yeah, it definitely has, because with that change in terms of billing and OPEX uh, models, so too the underlying solutions have changed. It's all about the recurring revenue these days, um, and less so about the, the one-off purchases. You know, traditionally, we would build out hardware platforms most often on-site and install software that clients would purchase outright and they would run it for a certain period of years, whereas now it's um, based more as a service and consumed as required and essentially subscribed to on a monthly or annual basis. But that has ultimately changed the entire solution from the ground up, which has, again, also had a big impact on our business. And it has also most definitely built a much closer working relationship between us and our clients. So this podcast is all about advice, which makes sense because Ismi & Co. is all about finding the right advice and the right people to help your business. So Peter, if you please, let's hear the first piece of the greatest advice that you've ever had in your career. Take it away. So it takes me back to when I just started my career. In fact, it was on a plaque on my, my manager's desk, and I'll never forget the words, a lack of planning on your part does not necessarily mean an emergency on mine. And <laughs> those words ring so true because anyone who came in there with a last minute issue that they were hoping, uh, you know, he would sort out, he'd simply just look at the plaque on his desk and we knew exactly what his answer would be. That's just really stuck in my head. And it's, it's so true, though. A lack of planning does not necessarily mean an emergency on, on, on mine. So that's one piece of advice that I'll never forget. Okay, brilliant. I'm going to use that one with my kids. I think you've just summed up centuries of teaching around parenting, actually. Let's go back to business. Let's talk about the things that all businesses need to consider in terms of technology. What are the fundamentals in 2022, no matter what size the business, that all organizations need to consider? Well, I mean, there are quite a few aspects that businesses should consider. I mean, I think the biggest one that we're seeing in today's world is obviously security and creating a safe and secure environment 
not only for your staff to operate in, but where your sensitive intellectual property needs to reside, and, and most importantly, also your client's data. So uh, making sure that the systems and the services that you're looking to subscribe to or set up conforms and complies with industry standards and best practices, that's so important. Really coupled with that is ensuring that you have a reliable, trusted and tested means for backup and business continuity. Uh, you know, that really goes hand in hand. There is no perfectly safe system in the world. Everything has vulnerabilities and therefore the only true way you can safeguard yourself against any potential disaster or loss is by having a means by which you can restore. Those are, are key. And then, you know, more and more from a, a staff attraction perspective is making sure that you're embracing new and innovative technologies which encourage and support flexible working. We're seeing that, you know, the more traditionalists out there and, and the business owners that have been reluctant in embracing these new technologies for more remote and flexible working, they're finding it increasingly harder to attract the new talent. And as we all know, your people are the biggest asset to any business. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Now, uh, Peter, before we started recording, um, we were chatting and you mentioned the modern workplace team. Can you tell us a little bit about who they are and what they do? So um, we as a business set up a, a dedicated department when we saw the IT landscape changing, driving digital transformation within the businesses with a shift from on-premise to cloud-based environments. It wasn't just changing the underlying platforms, but changing the way in which businesses operate. So that's looking at businesses' processes, procedures. We found that in order for us to provide an all-rounded solution to our clients for understanding which cloud services would best suit them, we needed a team that was dedicated to taking a consultative approach for understanding the business requirements, understanding the business plans, and then working with our engineers and pre-sales uh, consultants to really build a solution that ultimately will deliver what they need. And that is what the modern workplace team provides is that function to work with the businesses in building these IT solutions specifically for the new modern workplace. And it's looking at new innovative cloud technologies, um, leveraging what you're using already more efficiently, and what we've come to realize as well is that the landscape is continuously changing. So having a team focused on looking at those changes and then bringing them into play for our clients, that was key. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Uh, difficult question now. That's your modern workplace team. What about a future workplace? What is the future of the workplace from an IT and technology perspective? That's an interesting question, Ed. I am, and I think if you speak to five different people, five different opinions will be voiced on, on that. We're seeing some really exciting technology progression in the, the whole virtual world space with virtual technologies gaining a lot of popularity and momentum. We've recently seen more and more companies and staff embracing that, which essentially now means that you can essentially transport yourself to any location anywhere in the world and make that your virtual office for the day. One of our um, modern workplace team leaders has actually fully embraced the concept and has created himself uh, an avatar in the metaverse and he transports himself to a new working environment every other day 
and he was actually working on the top of Table Mountain the other day in his virtual space with six screens. And, and the reality was he's sitting in his living room with a headset on, but, you know, all intents and purposes, it felt like he was working in Cape Town on top of Table Mountain with half a dozen screens in front of him. So, yeah, there's a lot of innovative and exciting technologies. Not all clients are as adventurous as that, but I think the future is really giving your staff and the people who you work with the ability to work from wherever, whenever, on whatever device they want. And that's what we're seeing. You know, people want that flexibility. Um, a little earlier on in the podcast, you mentioned an IT roadmap. A, um, what does that mean? What does an IT roadmap look like? And B, should all businesses have or at least be referencing an IT roadmap? And how do they go about doing that? Thanks, Ed. Yeah, good question. I, I mean, absolutely. It's fundamental to any business and organization. And I, I'd go so far as to say it's probably as important as the business plan. And to be honest, without an IT roadmap, I think more and more businesses will find it increasingly difficult to fulfill and, and implement their business plan because technology and IT are facilitators. They are the tools that the business and the staff need to, to do the job ultimately. If you don't have an IT plan in place to bring those tools and technologies into operation, then you're going to find it really hard to deliver on your objectives. And we take a multi-pronged approach for developing and creating these IT roadmaps for our clients. It's stakeholder engagement, looking at and speaking with the business stakeholders for understanding what that mission vision looks like so that we can understand ultimately what they want to achieve. Engaging with the staff, the guys on the front line, to understand what some of their challenges are on a day-to-day -day basis in doing their job. How is IT and technology helping? What are the hindrances and what could be improved upon? And then also, taking an in-depth look at what they currently have from a technical perspective by completing an audit and benchmarking that with industry-based practices and collating the information from those three activities. It allows us then to really formulate a high-level roadmap for the business on what are the necessities, what they should focus their attentions on first, what are the nice-to-haves, and projects that could ultimately deliver also better value for the business as well as give them more capabilities. So that is essentially what a roadmap is and it gives the business direction and foresight into what technologies and services are out there that could really be of benefit to them. Great explanation, thank you very much. Now let's move back to the premise of this podcast which is of course all about advice. Can you please give us the second piece of great advice that you've received in your career? And then after that, we'll move on to what is hopefully the horror story of the worst advice. Sure. So I guess um, putting my sales hat on here, um, it was actually some advice I, I got whilst doing some coaching. It probably goes against the grain of some sales folk, but I was told to find the no before you find the yes. The sooner you find and can identify the reasons why not to do business with someone, the sooner you can move on to an opportunity or a deal that is actually going to come to fruition. That was quite interesting and it's rung true. 
it has really been a great piece of advice that I found super useful. What does that what, what does that mean? Find the no, find the obstacles and the potential objections. Yeah, I mean, as with any opportunity, you know, there are going to be potential deal breakers or issues where you can't come to an agreement on. And people are too often focused on wanting to do a deal for the sake of doing a deal because that's what they feel is the right decision. But ultimately, it then comes back to bite them in the rear end because A, the product or the service that you were trying to push wasn't the right fit, but you ignored the signals or you as a person and them as a person just don't get on. And if you are delivering a service and you're building a partnership, which we are doing in our line of work, you want to be doing business with people that you genuinely like and want to do business with and, and have a trust relationship in place. So that's why it's sometimes better to find the reason not to do business so that you can part as friends and you can then move on to another opportunity rather than wasting time on opportunities which ultimately is not going to deliver real value to either party. Fantastic. That's two brilliant pieces of advice. We're going to now focus on the worst piece of advice that you've ever received. Um, and bear in mind, uh, the worse, the better. Yeah, so um, I, I worked for a real traditional um, hard selling sales manager. And um, for him, it was always about the bottom line and essentially do what you need to do to get the deal done. Sell the dream and let someone else live the nightmare. And I tell you what, that was probably the worst piece of advice anyone could give anyone, especially in our line, because, you know, whatever we sell, we have to A, support and look after on an ongoing basis. So needless to say, if it doesn't work, you'd be in the hot box with the engineers who are trying to implement it. You know, it doesn't bode well for building long-term relationships with prospects or clients. So that was the worst piece of advice. I'm pleased to say that um, I haven't followed that. So sell the dream, let someone else live the nightmare. No, that's not, not a good one for sure. Fantastic. Uh, Peter Phillips, thank you very much for being on Is Me In Conversation. You're very welcome. Thanks Ed, for your time. Appreciate you inviting me. If you found these pieces of advice useful and you would like access to others covering all aspects of running a business, firstly, head to ismeandco.com where you'll find a treasure trove of business advice. And secondly, subscribe to the podcast. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time.